It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Loretta Lynn. processing things in the manner of food. like you're like okay like i am i cannot have enough food what like, kind of food though like are you cool with like a banana and apple or is it like the food that you're like is carbohydrates like, the food yeah. mm-hmm. the food roof stew the food of carbohydrates eating bags of pretzels eating i bought snyder's hard pretzels the other day what There's... a mistake they were terrible they were yes i feel like all they were was hard like oh, i'm like no. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I like a hard pretzel. So do I. But I felt like they a didn't good taste sourdough. Like yeah, that's what they were. I had the worst bagel of my life this morning, speaking really? of carbs. Yeah. Like, I was on the way to Home Depot to get another can of paint, mm-hmm. and I stopped at this bagel store on the way. And the bagel, I can't even believe they get away with being a bagel store in New Jersey because the bagel tastes, it might as well have been a Dinon's bagel. Ew. Yeah. Ew. I'm like, how do you, how are you in business in New Jersey? When there's so much competition for bagels. Yeah, like, why bother? Why bother? Yeah, so. I see you have an aha. Yeah, I walked to Walgreens before, and I was like, I want a drink. Like, an, a fun drink and a bottle of water. Mm. So I got an aha. I could Which use commercial are you talking about? The one where they're like, baha. Yeah, I was they're just like, trying to think. I'm like, wait, what food did they order? Because I want to say it's tacos, but. There's one where it's like Lauren Lapkus and Colton Dunn are like the actors in yeah it. that's who i'm thinking of and like lauren lapkus runs like some sort of like a taco truck oh yeah right yeah i think so. or and then they get i can't remember what they get forget there's it. one now with ben schwartz and jenny slate oh nice which is like weird that like first of all i love those two more people. pairing them <laughs> together again yeah they're um, great yeah do you hear the train coming megan is it thomas and his fussy little engine thomas the fussy little engine so um, just so everyone knows today, in honor of the Loretta Lynn episode of The Muppet Show, we're filming this, we're filming, we're recording this episode in a train station. Choo-choo! We also thought it would be wise to film, to record in a train station. The Madawan train station. Yeah, we're at the Madawan train station. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Should we get it started? I think we should get it started. Cold open. Oh, first of all, let me go back to the top and say... Today's episode is the Loretta Lynn episode, episode 308 of The Muppet Show, airing originally in the UK on April 23rd, 1978, and in the US, October 26th, 1978. So this is one of those episodes that was split seasons, whether it was, it was season three in America, and it was still season, like season two was huge in the UK. They had just more season two than we did. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why that was. Wait, so did this episode air in the U.S. before the Alice Cooper episode aired? Because I think the Alice Cooper was like just past Halloween. Yeah. That's even though it was a very Halloween-y also. episode. That's odd also. Yeah, I want to say the Alice Cooper episode airs on like November 3rd or something yeah. like that we said last week, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's get it started. The cold open, Loretta Lynn arrives at the train station, assuming Scooter is there to pick her up. But she soon learns that Platform 2 will serve as the Muppet Theater tonight. This episode was a fucking delight. <laughs> this episode it's, was so cool! It's like, they, 
between this episode and like the Alice Cooper episode that we just did, we're like finding ways that they're retooling the premise of the show. Like, okay, it's not so much to like make the plot big. Let's expand even further out of the plot of an episode and change the premise of the show. I'm telling you, season three is filled with bangers. This one is so, so clever. Down to like all the stupid bits that they do, like when later on in the episode when Scooter, no Scooter, when Kermit and Gonzo end up on the train that leaves and everything and they have to try to find their way back. I love that Kermit and Gonzo were paired together mm-hmm. in this episode. Me too. You don't feel, they don't really no. play off of each other so much as like uh, Gonzo says, I want to do X weird thing and Kermit goes, that's weird, don't yeah. do that. And then Gonzo does it anyway. I want to eat a tire. Like this back and forth more so where they were kind of stuck with one another. <laughs> It was very different. It was different very fun. So we get a new Muppet Show theme for today's episode. Rolf introduces the audience to the conductor, and then Gonzo's horn makes a train sound. I loved that there was an altered version of the Muppet Show titles that was like obviously built on some sort of like shitty piece of plywood or like cardboard or something like this makeshift version. And I want to show you, this just came out today too, speaking of... Building Your Own Muppet Show. They just released a commercial for the Lego Muppet set. Get out! And it is so goddamn delightful. Look at this. (gasps) And it's built out of like cardboard and toys and everything. It's so freaking cool and so clever. The way that they manipulated everything, right? Like, Oh, I see a hand. Yeah. And they're like staged up on little pieces of other Lego to like kind of dance together. I posted it on our Instagram <gasps> also. They have Benson and Hedges. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, I love how the Swedish took, chef has like... like- an apple or something. Oh, it's Gonzo! And they pulled the little Gonzo out of the side so he can be in the title thing at the end. It's beautiful. The only thing that I wish is that I made it instead. And that I had all these pieces. Camilla's in it. So cool. Oh my god! Like, what a clever way to promote these these figures. So far, I've only gotten Animal, Rolf, and Fozzie. Okay, you haven't gotten Piggy or Kermit no, or the shop. I have chef. a case coming, though. Okay. I ordered a case for the shop, so. You'll feel around. I'm going to feel around and then <laughs> sell the rest. So Kermit introduces the show explaining that the regular Muppet Theater is being fumigated. Loretta enters to ask Kermit about the location and assures him that country singers can sing anywhere. And she sure as shit does. She's a great sport, by the way. Yes. And what a talent. An absolute talent. And I was like, wait, do I like country music? When I was watching Mm -hmm. this episode, I was like... It's so weird because, like, I don't think I know any Loretta Lynn songs in particular. Yeah. I know, like, the Coal Miner's Daughter thing from, like, I feel like an old as-seen-on-TV ad from when we were kids. Yeah. Like, a country album. Well, I like my loving down country star And this little girl would walk a country mom To find her a good old slow talk country 
So Loretta and Lou Back Lou and the Jug Hugger sing You're Looking at Country. This was so well done. And it was so cute that they were like all behind like the boxes. This and like, were they were they like wandering the the sound stages and then saw like someone was set up to do a train movie and they were like, let's use this somehow. How can we use this? Because it's such a believable train set that like, why would they build it themselves? You know, I wonder. I wish we could talk to Jim and find out. We could still talk to Frank. We'll ask him. We'll ask Frank. Okay, so add this to the list of things that we're going to ask Frank Oz when we meet him. Yeah, or because when we talk to him on the phone. Because this podcast becomes so successful that he he's willing to take our call, right? Used to, what does his uh, Twitter say? Used to be associated with the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> Please answer some questions. The voice us. of Yoda, but can't you just say you're also the voice of Grover? I mean, Grover is iconic too, right? I would say so. Grover is like way iconic. Mm-hmm. I love Grover. I wish that he... Had the star power still that he had. I know. Because I don't think he does. One of my favorite books growing up was like the monster at the end of this book. Grover is a really good Muppet. And the whole book is just about like the anxieties of, please stop turning pages. There's a monster at the end of this book. And Grover is like, (laughs) he has his hand on his forehead. He's like, please don't turn another page. Yeah. And turn a page and he's there again. And he's like, there's a monster at the (laughs) end. Please don't do it. And then it turns out it's him. Spoiler alert for That's the monster so at the end of this book. I love it. Shining Time Station. Tell me you don't think about Shining Time Station when you think about this. I mean, yeah, that's it's that's trains. Trains, planes. I've never What other train things are you familiar with? Did you like trains growing up? I didn't. My little brother kinda did. And my littlest brother definitely did. Mm-hmm. Like he had like those like you know those, like, classic kids' toys where it's, like, the wooden train pieces? Oh, yeah. That, like, they kind of, like, fall in together? It's like every little kid has them, but he had a ton of it oh, with yeah. all, like, the Thomas figures and everything. Because when we were younger, my brother and I liked Thomas the Tank Engine, but, like, that stuff was really expensive and can only be bought at, like, boutique toy mm-hmm. stores. So, like, we didn't have it growing up. But then, like, by the time my littlest brother came of age to be interested in that it was like much more like um mass produced and yeah stuff. Like oh yeah you, you get, get it at toys r us or yeah, kmart it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal remember how they did the i always thought it was kind of cool how they did the faces of the tank engines how they like talked yeah they must have been like when you see like um those stop motion movies like the Nightmare Before Christmas, like, yeah. they have a case of Jack Skellington mouths where it's like, you click in this new face piece and that makes him say the O sound or whatever, you know, like, and they definitely had those for all those. But each character, even though it was just a gray face, they kind of still had their own face. Oh, no, they had their you own know? faces. There was that one angry block train and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then there was like those two cars. They were like passenger cars that were like um, twins. Yeah. I remember those yep. two. And then Percy. Percy. Have you ever heard the old... I don't know whose stand-up it is. Shit. I don't want to tell it then. (laughs) But there's, like, this comedian who has this bit about, like, his son really being into Thomas the Tank Engine and telling his dad that he loves Percy, but he had a speech impediment as a little kid, and he was in, like, a restaurant or something, and he's saying, I love Percy. And someone's like, what did your kid just say? He's like, he, he loves Percy. This, the, the, yeah. The, the Thomas the Tank Get Engine Get your head character. out of the gutter. He's talking about <laughs> Percy the Thomas character. Percy. Percy. That's very funny. <laughs> um, 
what I think of when I think about trains, of course, is the book that I always talk about, which is Atlas Shrugged, which is about trains. I still have to read it or maybe watch the if movie. you're gonna no don't watch the movie if you're gonna if you're <laughs> it's gonna faster for it, it probably is faster but what's her name is plays dagny i know uh, and i hate her orange is the new black oh you know i saw her at joe's pub at a julie klausner thing once really yeah that's weird yeah what the hell is her name it doesn't matter I associate her so much with that character, I'm and I so, can't stand that character. I just, I hate me too. I hate that character. But also, I tried to watch Atlas Shrug the movie, and she's terrible at it's Dagny. three movies, right? Terrible. They should have um, Rooney Mara play Dagny, mm-hmm. is what I think. I think she'd be a good Dagny. Um, but it's, if you're going to read any Ayn Rand book, I would say that one is mm. the best one. What about The Fountainhead? I hated the Fountainhead. I could kill the main character of the Fountainhead. At least Dagny is a char- a main character that you're like rooting for. Uh-huh. Like the main character of the Fountainhead, I forget his name. Um, but Fountain. I, I f- no, it's not Fountainhead. I fucking hated how obnoxious he was. He's uh-huh. like that one has to do with like architecture. Oh, okay. And whatever. But um, Atlas Shrugged is is interesting because it's like a mix of different stories that it's about mm-hmm. um it's like it, it, anyway it, it takes like old store it old stories new stories anyway but the main character is like a you know a woman running a, a like her, this dying like legacy of this like train in like a future that we haven't even like in an even more distant future right yeah it's like when social it's like it's like private enter prizes are um are like um i'm sorry i'm getting i'm I'm like i'm having like cr- my brain is frying out because i'm thinking of like ancient rome and then mm-hmm. i'm thinking of this because what did they say in ancient rome like i am this person i am this person i am this person and i think that's where she got the i am john galt mm-hmm. and basically the idea of john galt is that he um leaves the workforce Uh because he's like very bright and i guess he's doing too much for like the free rider lazy person Uh because in socialism of course there's really smart people who are doing way more than you know the dummies or like the lazy folk and then he basically decides that he leaves the workforce and then all these like smart people and these people who are like actually skilled they leave the workforce and Uh it's like a whole thing and there's like who is john galt blah 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 it's a whole Anyway, um, it's a it's a good book. There are good parts of the book, but it also is like very like preachy, and it and it also it is, seems like it's up its own ass. Oh yeah, but Ayn Rand is up her own ass. Uh-huh. But the thing is, is Ayn Rand like people are like obsessed with the idea, but like you know, she grew up in like a wealthy Jewish home before the Russian Revolution, mm-hmm. and then the revolution happened, and she literally lost everything. Yeah, like they took her house. You know what I mean? They labeled her a certain way. You know, she still got an education or whatever, but like she saw probably the extreme side of communism during the Bolshevik Revolution and things like that. But um, so it's like she had her opinions. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. But yeah, anyway, I'm I'm going on about this because I, I for whatever reason, that book just sticks with me. Yeah. That is wild that like. It stuck with you for so long. I mean, you read it how many years ago at this point? You know, I read it a lot of years ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, I read other 
books of hers too because i think for me i was like why does what do you, oh my god ayn rand like what's why so, do people love her why do people hate her yeah like, like why yeah. is she such a polarizing figure and yeah, i'm there's like there's no in between of like being fine on ayn rand you know I, like, yeah 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 and there's it, hardly ever at least yeah exactly and and i totally get it why yeah. she's so polarizing but like i have to say like i don't agree with her but mm-hmm. i do like that one book yeah what, what are you gonna do when I think of trains, I think most recently of The Gilded Age on HBO, which has been a lot. It's about The Gilded Age. Yeah. But it, one of the major players of new money is in the works of, like, building the railroad industry in from New York out west and everything. I mean, it was major when they built the railroad, like, the Transcontinental Railroad yeah. and all of that. I mean... It changed our whole world. It changed our whole society. And so much of that infrastructure is still used today. Yeah. I mean, at least like the the lay of it, you know, not the exact it's, parts, I'm sure. It's crazy how if you travel the country and you see like kind of like the abandoned railroad towns mm-hmm. or like they're not what they used to be. Kind of it kind of reminded me of the movie Cars. Which I just watched recently with... You'd never seen Cars before? No. Okay. So, you know, they get rid of... they Once they built the interstate, like that one highway... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all like dying. It's a highway. I'm going to ride it all night long. Yeah, yeah. So, but way. like there's so many railroad towns like that. Uh-huh. And David Cho has had that show where he like hitchhiked across the US. Yeah. But he also like jumped on trains and things like that. And what he showed some of those that, things. Like, people really did like... <clears throat> fully like stole rides oh yeah with like uh, a like a big old car of chickens or a big old car of coal or whatever that was being yeah. pushed across the country and like some of those slow moving trains where it's like kind of easy to jump yeah. on and it's kind of crazy it is crazy it's kind of cool to think about like there's a lot of things that i wish i could do but then i'm like you know i'm like a five three woman <laughs> i just uh-huh. if i were like a strong tall man Mm -hmm. i would probably do more adventurous things i don't know i get scared i'm like i in your next life so statler and waldorf's box has been replaced with a pile of luggage while at the train station statler tells waldorf that he bought a round trip ticket to the station what other songs are about trains just come on ride the train i don't feel like there's any like good songs about trains no i know what riding train is which is like what's riding train megan I think that it's like when you have sex with somebody from behind, mm-hmm. like more than one person. I mm-hmm. don't really know. Actually, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I should look it up. Ask your big brother. Oh, no. That feels you. like the kind of things that, like, uh, do you know what I heard from the big kids yeah, in the high school? Something I'm about only riding in the middle train. School, but I heard, I heard all of this bad stuff. I think it's when, like, a bunch of people have sex with the same person from behind. Mm-hmm. It's like orgy esque. Like getting railed. Yeah, it's getting railed, riding the train, getting railed. I'm just one be- usually either rides the train or gets or railed. like off the track. Uh-huh. Like I go off track all the time. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a train thing. I mean, these things are still in our vernacular and our vocabulary. You know what I mean? The lexicon of trains. <laughs> I, all I'm saying is that it's like a big part of our society, and I think it's interesting because it's like Loretta Lynn is from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about Kentucky except for the fact that Mitch McConnell is one of the senators there, which I talked about. Oh yeah, we hated on him a couple weeks. Yeah, ago, which right? I'm sorry about that. But, oh, who cares? Yeah, uh, but Loretta Lynn was born in Kentucky, I think. Mm-hmm. And the daughter uh, of a coal miner. 
And she's this just... is like all of my facts of, of Loretta Lynn. So yeah, here. She's one of the most celebrated country singers. And, da, 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 let's see. Loretta. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. She is from Butcher Hollow, Kentucky. Born April 14th, 1932. Wow. She's 90. Only just. She's only just 90. She's my grandma's age. My grandmother and her contemporaries. My grandma's 91, though. In her career, which spans six decades in country music, Lynn has released multiple gold albums. She has hits such as You Ain't Woman Enough to make to Take My Man. Don't come home a drinking with your loving with loving on your mind. Oh, and one that's one's like, on the way. Oh, first of all, one on the way at the end of this was hilarious. That was great. I can't wait to get to that sketch. Hey, she's another song called Fist City. I'm sorry, and a song called the Coal Miner's Daughter. Okay, so Fist City. Don't come home drunk and looking for loving. That bit when we get to it, I have I have notes. So Kermit. Has been using the baggage room for an office, but is not work. But it's not working out. Trains keep passing by, and it- hang on, I think a train's coming by right. Now. And a porter has rolled away his desk. Gonzo agrees to help Kermit find a quieter location. <laughs> is this the beginning of like the show for real now? Yeah, I think it is. Miss Piggy, awaiting a phone call, sings a solo all alone but is continually interrupted by passengers <laughs> running to catch trains. I loved it. By the time the phone rings... It's too late, she Piggy's says. given up on the number. I really do think it's very funny that they did a lot of, like, their same old, same olds, but, like, under the new guise of, like, being stuck in this train station. And it changed the bit so much. And it the really show did. must go on. And Frank Oz, again, is just so good at playing Piggy. Yeah, he really, truly is. He doesn't miss a beat. Like, he's... I don't know. He just, they're, he's attuned to her. Like, they are one, one in the, the same. same. <laughs> Muppets News Flash. The newsman reports on a strike amongst mail carriers. Was this not Whenever, one of the best news flashes ever? Ail Mar- Ail, Ail Mary? <laughs> however, air mail is being delivered as normal. Yeah, and it just, when, when like, he, so he's sitting in, like, the newsstand, like, the Hudson News booth. I on know. On the train platform. <laughs> And people, like, coming up to buy things still while he's trying to, like, do his news report show was hilarious. And then, of course, everybody loves to just drop something in on the newsman. So he gets hit with a big old bag of mail. It's hilarious. And I see a picture of Scooter over there, and I have to admit, I did like his outfit. Like, I always like his outfit, and he wasn't that annoying in this episode. In, in the pinch, he, he did actually rise to the occasion in this episode. He did we a good job. We have to give it to him. He did a good job. He did, but like he also is, like later on in the episode, Kermit calls him, I guess, to like fill him in on where he and Gonzo are, and then says to Gon to Scooter, like, "Okay, now introduce Loretta Lynn." And Scooter's like, "What should I say?" And Kermit says to him, "Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Loretta Lynn." And it's like, Scooter, don't you watch every episode of this fucking show? Yeah. Aren't you present for each episode? But Kermit's I, job is not hard. Kermit's job isn't, but you know what else I liked? I like that he didn't just, like, step into Kermit's shoes like he owned the place. Like, right, he kind of does You're in right. the theater. He still was trying to take orders because he knows his place. Yeah. And guess what? The show can go on without J.P. Gross's theater. So I was curious to see if perhaps some of this... Keeping Jim away from the show was trickery 
so they could film an episode without Jim being too present also. Oh, I fully think that. Right? Yeah. Because it's not only that Kermit's not there, but Jim doesn't really have a presence as any other characters either. Well, he is the newsman. Oh, yeah. Okay, but and he also is the Swedish filmed later, right? The Swedish chef. He's the Swedish chef, and uh-huh. he's Link Hogthrob. Are Link and the chef in this episode? Uh, oh, no. And they Rolf. did. They did. Uh, oh, yeah, he's Rolf. Mm-hmm. They, why do I always forget that he's Rolf? I don't know. I feel like Rolf is just such a. They did Veterinarian's Hospital in this that he one. seems like he might be his own thing. Yeah. You know, like it's almost. Yeah. So Gonzo has found the perfect place for Kermit's office, the caboose of an out-of-service train. <laughs> At least, oh, yeah, it's out of service. It appeared to be out of service. Kermit and Gonzo find themselves on a train ride to Pittsburgh. I also love that, like, this show is very much filmed in London, and the train's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I kept just thinking, like, what train station are they Where at? are we meant to think they are, then, otherwise? Are we meant to believe maybe they're in New York, or do you think that we're meant to believe that they're in Los Angeles? Because I would say New York, because this show has a very unique, theater vibe. Unique New York. Unique New York. And yes. you don't think theater for Los Angeles, right? Like No. At all? No. Glitz and glamour, not theater. <laughs> the Hollywood Walk of Fame yeah. and Chinese theater. But no, not like the great white way. White way. Broadway. The Broadway. The Broadway. The Broadway. What's it in London again? We're all the bro- the West End. The West End. So Kermit has left Scooter in charge of the show, and the first act he puts on is Fozzie Bear. Fozzie claims he's not ready yet, but Scooter <laughs> convinces the bear to tell a joke he shared earlier. I love this. That Scooter's like, no, Fozzie, tell that joke that I loved before. And Fozzie's yeah. like, Fozzie literally perks up and is like, hold on. You loved a joke I told earlier? And Scooter's like, yeah, for sure. Go tell that. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. Which one? Like, <laughs> let me know the joke. Fozzie, just tell him the joke you told me. The one about the electricians and the polar bear. You like the one about the electricians and the polar bear? It's a masterpiece. I laugh for days. Introduce me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Fozzie Bear! Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, did you hear about the electricians and the polar bear? Well, see, first of all, the polar bear comes in- But the wallpaper tasted terrific, he said. So the polar bear said that. You see, if he didn't, you're like, oh, I'm so lonely. Fozzie just seems like so much fun to, like, be around. Mm-hmm. Like, he's somebody I would definitely want to just be friends with, like, be around. He is the, like, yeah, you could probably, like, hang out with him. Oh, yeah. Ms. Piggy definitely wants to know what we're doing. She's not fine with just, like, hanging out and having a cup of coffee and sitting and whatever. I have to I feel like tell she's a little too that- high strung. Miss Piggy reminds me of my ex-girlfriend Hannah mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, not her personality, but, like, where she would be like, what are you doing? And then if mm-hmm. she does come, there'd need to be all these, like... Uh-huh. Like, oh, well... Make like, sure there's this and that uh-huh. for her. Like a rider. Yeah. Right? Can like, beep out the name, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. Beep out the name. <laughs> Make sure a train comes at that time. Oh, a train came by. Yeah. Every time you said that name, the train came by. Yeah. This joke reminded me... Not to bring back Orange is the New Black again. But remember, I don't remember what season it was, but there's a joke about an eggplant and a penguin that several characters tell throughout one of the seasons. And each time you hear a different part of the joke, but you're still not sure what the joke is. And I think the punchline is, that's not a penguin, that's an eggplant. 
I have a question about that show. Mm-hmm. Did Genji Cohen stop writing that show, or does she, or does she just get bored at the end of her shows? I don't know. It does seem like maybe she just gets bored at the end of her shows, and she's like, I think she was working very closely on the show Glow, oh. and maybe it was more about getting that show set up than ending this show. It does seem like she doesn't know how to end things. I've only watched two series of hers come to full, and. Like, Orange is the New Black was given a final season. Weeds was given a final season. Like, it's not like she was cut off, you know? Like, and that's what you did. Well, I mean, Weeds, I guess, was tied up. Yeah, but not well. No. I still believe that Nancy died when she was shot at that dinner with the whole family. And the final season is, like, some bullshit thing. Like, lost. I think... They're all dead! I truly believe that the final season of Weeds is Nancy in, like, a weird coma dream. When I think about Weeds, I never think about the final season. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I only think about when Celia's there. Celia's not in the final season, so it's not canon. Yeah. Oh, no. Who cares about Weeds without Celia Hodes? I agree. Celia Hodes is the perfect counter to Nancy Botwin. Perfect. She needs that kind of character to keep her in check. Yeah. Because that character is also, is whether she's keeping up with the Joneses with Celia or trying not to be as crazy as Celia or any, like, she's a litmus test for like, whoa. No. She's like, only likable when Celia's on the show. Otherwise, yes. if Celia's not on the show, she's so not likable. Yeah. And then she's it's, just literally the worst. Yeah. I don't know. I, I miss that show to a degree, but I'm not excited for them potentially bringing it back, which is a thing that is happening. I'm sorry. Can you? I don't know what they'll do. Why can you they'll say that do? Again? I don't know. Just don't bring it back. Actually, just don't bring, just it, back. Don't bring it back. I don't think I could handle. No, you know what? You it. know what show, show? I hope they never bring back though. What? Uh, the vampire one. True Blood. Yeah. No. Don't bring that one back. No. That one they very likely could. Remember? No, they couldn't because everybody who is like... The vampire craze is over, right? Yeah, the vampire craze is over. And also, like, what's-his-face is, like, a movie star now. The, like, bad guy vampire. Oh, yeah. Skarsgård? Yeah, he's the Skarsgård. Yeah. And he's, like, in shit. Yeah. They're not going to do that. He's, like, in shit. <laughs> at the dance, two hobos wander into the sketch. Neither have ever seen people, or at least pigs, dancing in a railroad depot before. The one exclaims... Hey, these folks are dancing and telling jokes. The other states, well, they're dancing. I completely I agree, sir. Laughed out loud, actually. The, uh, the surrogate commentary that they're doing of like, what is this? Yeah, what, what is this? What is going on? And they're just ho- they're literally like hobo looking uh-huh. muppets. Yeah, like no bindles, but yeah, they no, otherwise. Is that what they they're are. called? A bindle? Yeah, man, the stick with like. Yeah, the I love that. I always tried to make that when I was a little kid. Uh huh. Can't it never looks like in Looney Tunes? No, to like figure out how to yeah. No, how do you make it look like that? What are they in? What and what's in there? Is your? I always thought like, is there an outfit in there? I think it's like all your personal belongings. Probably like okay. I don't know. Maybe some cash you got and another handkerchief. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. What's in your bindle? (laughs) Oh man, this is a bummer. The UK spot. Scooter wonders how Kermit and Gonzo are doing. Gonzo sings Sentimental Journey to cheer up Kermit as they try to return I had to the a station feeling. on a hand car. Gonna take a sentimental journey. I don't believe this. He's gonna sing. Gonna make a sentimental journey to renew old man 
memories. Forget about renewing your memories. Worry about renewing your contract. This was the I UK love spot. the hand car, though. I like, of course, I like the hand car a lot. Whether it was this was very Looney Tunes. Yes, and like they're, it's one of those like they're they're moving the the background to make it look like the train is moving. You know. Now like, I have to look up when did Looney Tunes start. Looney Tunes started in like the 30s or 40s, maybe even earlier. You mean like in relation to this episode? Yeah. In nine, April 19th, 1930. By the way, that's my half birthday. Mm-hmm. And was Mel... Yeah, Mel Blank. He he helped develop the Bugs Bunny character. But I guess maybe Bugs Bunny wasn't originally in Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know. When did Mel Blank start? It doesn't matter. This has nothing to do with the Muppets. But this like whole like on the railroad. It's such a um, trope. It's such a trope, yeah. Yeah. Again, the railroad, it's a part of Americana, but like there's been other railroads built that are like I feel like the railroad is very Americana. However, I know that like there's a Cana- a great Canadian railroad that was yeah. built. There's the Trans-Siberian Railroad or is that just our orchestra? I think it is no. called the Trans-Siberian Railroad. I think so I think too. So. And that was like a feat because they had to, you know, just like in the U.S., they have like dynamite things, and it's yeah. also freezing cold. My God, all the demolition that was just literally throwing sticks of dynamite at rocks so that they explode and get out of your way mm-hmm. is insane. When I drove across country years ago, when you go through Pennsylvania, there's parts of Pennsylvania towards like Pittsburgh area where you drive through just bizarre tunnels through mountains. Oh, yeah. And it looks like the Looney Tunes because we were at night. And it looks like you're just driving through black. Like, and, you know, and if there's like, no Whoop. one coming towards you, you don't really see much, you know? That's wild. And, it, yeah, Coyote might as well have painted just black on a, on a mountain. And I love And here that. we are headed through it. Like, geez. And it was like kind of like, I think there was three. that, And then there's like a stretch of road. And then you come to another mountain pass. And you go through another mountain. And it's like, that's how they made those back then. It was like, we need to find a way to get people through here. So... We're going to, you know, demolish through it. Like, that's yeah. the fastest way is through instead of over and around, you know? It's wild. And people were, like, building this, like, amazing infrastructure. Now I feel like, what what are, what are do people do now? I don't know. I don't, they don't even fill potholes. No, I'll they tell don't. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so Baskerville, who has somehow acquired a job at the station, stops by to ask Scooter how the show's going. Scooter tells him of the next act. Winky Pinkerton, the bird impressionist. All I'm going to say is the name Winky Pinkerton sounds like some British shit. It, yeah. Oh, it's uh, Winky Pinkerton yeah. of the Westfield Pinkertons. <laughs> then Loretta and the dog sing Oh Lonesome Me. I loved this. Everybody's going out and having fun. I'm just a fool for staying home. This is all dogs. This dog here, can you see? 
Looks to me like Brain from Inspector Gadget. Remember Inspector oh Gadget's dog? Oh my god, dog? yes! Penny and Penny's Brain. Dog, yeah. And Inspector. It looks just like Brain to me. Oops. That was hard. It was the train. Inspector Gadget. Veterinarian's Hospital. Dr. Bob can't operate on a train conductor because he has such a bad track record. This was really funny with all these dumb, stupid train jokes. When they pick a bit to make jokes on, they, which they do in a lot of these rack episodes, themselves it's up. very good. It's like some of them are misses, but then by the time you've gotten through like four of these bad jokes, you are part of it. Like, oh, you're, you're part you're of into it. You're into it, and it's fine. Like it's. Funny. Oh, my God. I think it's funny that they did this. They did this sketch and they involved the train conductor. Mm-hmm. And they're like, every time he kept saying all aboard, they were like jumping on him. <laughs> I'm like, this is weird. Gonzo tries to get Kermit's attention, but the frog isn't listening. He just wants to get back to the station. Gonzo tells him anyway, informing him of a light up ahead. Kermit thinks it's a good thing. Perhaps it is a light from the station, but it turns out to be a train barreling towards them. Oh, poor Kermit. I felt bad for him at the end, but I actually liked him all patched up. I love the idea that they're still trying to get back to the show. Me too. And, like, it sucks that without, like, in America, you didn't get the UK spot of them, like, starting. Like, yeah. As the, making the journey seem longer and more elaborate and more harrowed, like, that they're really trying to get home, you know, like, is so much funnier. I was watching um, Absolutely Fabulous while I was painting mm-hmm. yesterday, and I just had it, like, on in the background, and Adina calls... I mean, she goes to court in this one episode, and she called America the continent. And I was cracking up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've heard it referred to that of that, uh-huh. but like not recently. And mind you, that was probably '95. Since you trip to the continent, she was like, why can't it be more like the continent? That's so. She funny. was talking about. She was complaining about like parking tickets. Uh-huh. Oh my god. I'm sorry. That had nothing to do with this, but it just reminded me of that. Muppet News Flash: Three chickens broke into the railroad telegraph office and began pecking at the uh, pecking at the Morse key. The chickens were apprehended, but not before they declared war on Abyssinia. I don't remember this part. I don't remember this part. That we go back to the Muppets News Flash Newsman. I really don't remember that. Was it cut? I don't know. From Disney Plus. I guess we'll see at the notes in the edit at the end. I remember the chicken. So then now, without Kermit's direction, Fozzie, Scooter, Annie Sue, Link Hogthrob oh God. try singing the rhyming song. It oh, rhyme yeah. I was hungry, now I'm not. The rhyming song, the rhyming song. Because I eat some beans and grapes. The rhyming song. Let's all sing the rhyming song, the rhyming song, the rhyming song. Let's take turns and rhyme together. The rhyming song. My knees in your car The rhyming song, the rhyming song My laundry's ready at half past nine This is a funny bit The rhyming song Yeah, and then like each time they take a verse They say like something that sounds like You know, they could obviously rhyme next And they they don't It falls flat I thought this was really funny actually It was very cute And then they kind of like call it out at the end They're like, what the hell are we doing? Uh They're like, all right, wrap it up I will say, Meg, I think Annie Sue was a little charming in this episode. When she's just a player and yes. not trying to be a featured act. Yeah. Annie Annie Sue is a good supporting. She's very much a good supporting cast character. Member. Yeah, it's just hard to get her or I mean even Link 
Link's whole persona is that he's trying to scene steal also. But I feel like this bit worked with all of them. They all played their parts perfectly, you know? Oh, yeah. And I love Link's, like, whole thing. ridiculousness. His whole deal. His, like, misogynist gay man vibe. Uh-huh. But then he's like, he flirts with Piggy, too. And he's like, how about a kiss? <laughs> but then when he's with uh, Mr. Deadly, uh, Uncle Dud- Deadly, uh-huh. he's like, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so Kermit calls Scooter to inform him that he and Gonzo were hit by a train. Aww. While Scooter's on the phone, Loretta approaches to ask about the closing number, particularly about the scenery. Scooter tells her that the scenery, unfortunately, it was created by Fozzie. I loved that it was created by Fozzie. It's it's really adorable. Looking. It's adorable. It's very Sesame Street to me. It has like a very like. You, like this looks like someone's apartment on Sesame Street, but also the fact that like Fozzie is like no problem, I'll yeah, I'll do I'll, figure it, I'll figure it out. Yes, Fozzie has risen to the occasion. Scooter has it's it, well, I mean like we, I praised Scooter before, and you were right, you knocked him down a little bit. And Scooter's attempting to rise to the occasion, but still within his pay grade. Oh yeah, you know like Fozzie's like no, we need to make sure that we put on the best show that we can. So I I did this. Look what I yeah, did. Yeah, Fozzie. Like fully committed to the show yeah. of the show yeah. business. Yes, and Scooter is collecting that paycheck. Scooter He's ain't getting just collecting paid. a paycheck. I know Scooter does it for like the prestige. I think. Uh, so Loretta and the babies. First of all, once I saw the first the baby, I was like, "What the fuck is that? What in Cabbage Patch hell are these nightmare They're children? Nightmares. When she, this song is nightmare very funny. children. Very funny. Great like Americana weirdo country song. This Love song that. was hilarious. Yes. one of the babies and it's like I we watch a lot of Muppets now we're watching it very consistently and the second she picked up that Muppet baby the magic of the figure died oh yeah and it was just like a limp baby a limp baby doll and I went oh it literally to me was like it went from being alive to dead it was a limp she was holding it it was just like it was a limp biscuit it was horrifying and Your impression of the Limp Biscuit is this, very like, funny. Yeah. The I rhyming know, they song. They all alive and then. They were fucking terrifying. They, they also reminded me of this like, I mean, I don't know about you, but in the town I grew up in, like the part of town I grew up in, there was this like one family and there was like, you know, 10 kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've definitely seen this family yeah. where there's like. You they have, all have red you hair, have you know. 10 yeah. kids too many, I yeah. think, you know. Yeah. This song was really, really funny. And I don't know the way that they played this out was also very enjoyable. I did not enjoy the 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 baby chorus doing the and one on the way yeah or whatever like each time I was like bah. 
I actually liked it. I was giggling. They look like – do you ever seen a doll when you were little? I don't think people make these anymore. But like senior citizens, I remember – like my grandmother used to run the senior center over an old bridge. And I remember going there and like the seniors are like crafting weird stuff. And these look like dolls made out of pantyhose to me. Oh, I know exactly what you you're talking it's about. Like they would take pantyhose and shove balls up whatever. And then they would like sew <laughs> features but like very – Like the like dimples. Dimples, and a the mouth <laughs> And then eyes. And the eyes are just like, they pushed them in and then pulled them through the other yeah. side. So it, it, everything looks tight and weird. And yeah. that's what these look like to me. They look like pantyhose dolls. Yes. This this is a very I can't, strange. I can't these pictures anymore. It's a very strange. Oh my God, look at them. And it's I horrifying. think there was a, I think there was, I don't know. I, I, I remember there being a TV show on with things that looked kind of like those two mm-hmm. like back in the day yeah like fake muppets i remember watching the elephant show had two people skidamarinky dinky dink what were they called i don't know if they were called i used to call them the potato people i think <gasps> they were these two like dolls that were like characters and they would go like look at the potato people and then they would act out some weird thing to music and it would be like that someone made dinner and then spilled the dinner on themselves and the other one freaked out and she had her arms waving like this like it was weird Okay, there were 65 for the episodes people? of The Elephant Show, mm-hmm. and it launched in 1984. This was very much of a time. I just... I, I this is also very Canadian, The oh, Elephant Show. Oh, it's a Canadian show? Yes. Um, we... Like, I used to watch tapes Just, like, look kid. at these people. I love... Sharon... You know, um, Bram and I think Sharon are still alive. Lois passed away from cancer a few years ago. But they have a replacement for her, and they still perform. I have like what? I, when I was a kid, I had several Elephant Show videotapes, and I would watch them all the time. I loved this dumbass show. Yeah, I remember. I had a live concert video that I would watch. All I the will time the never forget you know? when there's this one episode where one of them are sitting in in the yard, and the, and the guy is like fixing the fence, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Do you have any nails?" And the woman has these like really long fingernails, <laughs> and she's like, "Not that you can have," because it was. Sharon, Lois, and Bram, and then Bram, the like, supporting yeah. cast was like this handyman who like hung around with them. And I remember an episode where he made a trumpet out of like you know the washer. Oh, me- maybe he mechanism was doing it in the in a washing machine. It's like that. It was like a I don't know. It looks like a tuba or a trumpet end, and he built an instrument out of that. I don't remember what his character's name was or what his deal was. Really, I, he was like a handyman that hung around with him. It's such like. Such, I don't know. That was definitely of a time. Mm-hmm. One elephant went out to play upon a spider's web. Okay, so Kermit and Gonzo arrive back just in time for closing. As Kermit thanks Loretta for guesting on the show, Gonzo tells him that they won't have to worry about any more trains. He put up a sign that will ensure the trains stay away. A sign which reads airport. Unfortunately, this ends up attracting planes to the train station. <laughs> I thought that was, this was, again, very Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I changed the sign and now these, uh, it's very cartoon-esque. Yeah, it was really, really funny. Very silly and stupid. I have no edits for this episode, so we're just stupid and don't remember it. I want to see if there's any information about why they did this in a train station, so to speak. So this, it looks like it was just a, a, 
an attempt at doing something different. It was just a bit. There was no reason other... Like, it wasn't that they truly needed to be out of the theater that they usually use or anything. So they worked around it or anything. It was just that they wanted to, I guess, challenge themselves to do something different. I can imagine we'll see that a lot going forward of maybe worrying you're doing something too much or it's getting stale. So let's try to experiment more. Well, you've skipped ahead. Like, you've already watched the Blondie episode. So, like, you kind of know. That episode, I did watch it. That's the only one that I've watched, like, in the later on. And it's very, very much cut and dry, just like any other one. Oh, okay. You know, beat for so beat. So it wasn't, like, okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're backstage. We're on the show. Mm-hmm. We're backstage, intimate, you know, whatever. It's no- nothing, nothing fantastic happens that we haven't already kind of seen. This you was know. a really interesting take on the Muppet Show with Loretta Lynn, yeah. and I and I I have to say I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I liked all the songs she sang, and mm-hmm. the one with the baby at the end it w- it tickled me. It was fucking hilarious. I could hear myself maybe checking it, listening to that song again. Yeah, you know? I could listen to that song. So next week we're gonna watch episode three hundred nine, Liberace. Here's the. Plot synopsis I'm for this I'm so one. excited. Liberace decides to perform an entire concert for the birds in the second half of the show, while Gonzo is determined to get his tap-dancing chicken into an act. That episode premiered originally in the UK on January 19th, 1979. However, it aired in the US on October 19th, 1978. <gasps> Guess whose birthday that is? Whose? Mine. <gasps> is it yours, Megan? So this episode aired in the US for some reason... Before the episode with Loretta Lynn, yet it is considered episode nine. That's weird. So we're hitting a lot of these weird back these and forth still. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to also let you know that October 19th is not only my birthday, but it's Divine's birthday. Another gay That's icon. That's a weird one. I didn't know that you shared a birthday with Divine. I do. What a like very cool honor. We went off about John Waters a couple episodes yeah. ago, right? Mm-hmm. What a weird... I hope this episode's super gay, and I want to also let you know, it's funny that it's like the concerts for the birds. Do you know what bird watching refers to? I'm going to no. teach you some gay terminology. Bird watching? Mm-hmm. It means looking at looking at dicks in oh. the pants. You know what I mean? See them. Looking at birds. Bulges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, join us next week as we watch episode 309, Liberace. And you can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Uh, leave us a review. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Send us an email. Send us a message. Tell us what Muppet you would be. What Muppet would you be? What Muppet would, you know, if if the Muppets were a mob movie, who would be, you know? Give us your Muppet mob ranking. Yeah. Who would be who? Oh, I was thinking about this, actually, and I forgot to mention it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, if Ayn Rand was a Muppet, I think Ayn Rand would be Crazy Harry. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Because she's fucking, you know. I mean, I don't know who else she would be mm-hmm. from the Muppets I have to choose from. Mm-hmm. Could she be a Fraggle? Maybe. Or a Dozer? Oh, she's probably, if she's a Fraggle, she's probably Miss, because she's kind of weird looking. Mm-hmm. The one that Kermit dances with, or like. Oh, a Fraggle? Is that oh. what you're saying? Or a fra- I'm saying Fraggle. Oh. I haven't watched Fraggle since Fraggles. <laughs> I haven't watched Fraggle since Fraggle. Yeah. All right, so join us next week on It's Time to Watch the Muppets. Uh, I can't wait to do the Liberace episode. I'm so excited. Thanks for the gumball, Liberace. Liberace.